0: I'm Andrew. I'm Stacy. And Rebecca's not here, but this is Used to Be Cool, the music podcast for people who like discovering new music, talking about old favorites, and sharing songs with the people we love. And, wait, go, you were going to talk.
1: Nope. Damn it. You got it.
2: I blew my chance. No, I was going to do that. Is that that a Kurt Vonnegut quote on your wrist? Oh my God, I love it. Do you want to see
1: the best part? Sorry, this is a visual thing for people not.
2: You can cut this out. Yeah. ellipses. That is great. Pretty good, right?
1: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for noticing.
2: Um, I'm already off topic.
0: That's okay. (laughs) You fit
1: right in. Yeah. Off topic is the name of the game.
2: So.
0: That third voice you hear is not Rebecca's. She did not drop a couple octaves in the last time, in the last She's very sick. Um, But she's not here today. She couldn't make (laughs) it. Um, But we'd already scheduled with our guest, so we went ahead um, just this once um, without her. But Rebecca, we miss you and hope that you can be back soon.
1: Kind regards, friend. Yeah. Um,
0: Wishes. Um, Anyway, guest, tell us who you are.
2: Uh, My name is Chad. Um, I've known Andrew, I guess... Twelve years or so now, we met through a mutual friend in Waco, who ran a church softball team and recruited a bunch of ringers who didn't go to his church Mm -hmm. to dominate. And this is back Mm -hmm. when I could had hand eye coordination and could actually be of service. Same. So we met that (laughs) met that way, and that ultimately ended up with an ill fated um, bachelor party road trip to Las Vegas, which we don't speak about anymore. Love um, I love it. I love how you brought that. it up. I feel like it comes up pretty often. A, for
1: like right now, for example.
2: Yeah. yeah. I mean there was things went down. Macaroni and cheese in the bathtubs. Oh, like uh, a bathtub full of macaroni and Blue cheese. Blue man group seizures. There were yeah. Things happened.
0: Now we uh we walked um we came back while like from one of the casinos one night and there was our friend in the bathtub eating a bowl of mac and cheese by himself. As one does. Happily
1: or like in a sad way? Oh, yeah. He was was yeah,
0: so joyful. Oh, that's
1: good. I mean, that's great. That's better Um, than crying or something.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was a 24-hour nonstop drive from Waco, Texas to Las Vegas um, in a Dodge minivan.
2: Would not recommend.
0: Um,
1: Uh, Yeah. That's like through the boringest part of Texas, too.
0: Well, and if you're doing it in the middle of the night, it's just
2: dark nothingness. Yeah. And so Andrew and I reconnected and we both moved to Houston. Yeah. And that's how I met, I met Stacy and Rebecca through Andrew. Yeah. And uh, Rebecca and I are now coworkers, coincidentally. Yeah. And I take it very personally that she's not here. Yeah. I think she's probably sick of me, sees me all the time during the week and is like, not spending my Sunday with that guy.
0: You saw right through it. Yeah. That's what she texted us earlier and she was just like, fuck that guy. So it sounds yeah. like her. Anyway. You also yeah. might have heard in the background some tinkling of ice cubes um no, what's our what's our topic it? first and then i will tell you the name of this
2: so uh, andrew when andrew asked if i'd be on the podcast and i was very flattered that he offered um asked if i had any ideas and i started throwing out some ideas and one idea threw out a lot one idea okay. that i thought he would not go for was it had come off of uh, suggestions of other ideas and i was brought up tom waits and i was like we could just do a whole Episode about Tom Waits, and it'll be your least listened episode <laughs> ever. Ha ha ha. And then he comes back like the next day and he's like, Stacy Rebecca, I love, love it. it. Let's do it. They're down. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Did what? not think you'd pick that one.
1: Why did you? Oh, no, well, I'll ask you later. We'll intro our drink and then I'll ask you about that in a minute. Okay.
0: So our drink is um, similar to a Moscow mule. So it is um, lemon, uh, lime juice and ginger beer, but instead of vodka, it has. Um, bourbon. So some people oh. might call it a Kentucky mule. Um, I am calling it a mule variation yes. ah. for Tom Waits.
2: Or a jockey full of bourbon. Mm. Um, mm. One of the things that That's I a did better name. learn a
1: better
0: was that Tom Waits has been sober for like 45 years. Oh, so, cut, cut that out. He had pro- to yeah, that. he had problems. He he was a alcoholic and like good for him. He um, got sober and recovered and- like in the early 80s, I
2: want to say yeah. he- um, Right before his creative renaissance. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and so
2: like, good for him for
0: still being way out
2: there without-
1: Getting on the me- other side of the addiction yeah. and still yeah, right. bringing it.
2: But I did offer to bring the uh, cocktail, but it was going to be straight bourbon in a rusty flask, which mm, I think- He would appreciate. Fits with the vibe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. so' we're this having, is much better. We're having a mule variation, um, which works well since yeah. he has an album of the same name.
1: So why did you think that would be like shouted down?
2: Because if you Google the phrase musical acquired taste, (laughs) it says, did you mean Tom Waits? (laughs) Um, To say that he's a divisive artist is an understatement. Of course, he's a rock and roll hall of famer. Like People love him, uh, considered one of the best songwriters of all time. Um, But especially as you get into his later years, which I call his uh, cookie monster on cocaine phase, where uh, it is jarring to say the least the first time you hear his voice. And I I remember vividly the first time I uh, encountered Tom Waits. And it was so as my musical tastes were expanding into my college years, like beyond what was played on 94.5 The Buzz, uh, which was my (laughs) entire musical upbringing as a child. That's all I knew. Yeah. Um, so Tom Waits kept coming up or like, I would see people talking about him. And so I got curious and I remember it was a trip to Austin to Waterloo Records, which I loved going to because you could get the used CDs and listen to them and like find new stuff. So I'm flipping through and I find Mule Variations. Excellent. And I said, all right, I'm going to check him out. Put it on. I'll, I'll paraphrase how that, that album starts. Did you
0: start on track one? (laughs)
2: Boom <laughs> bop. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what? that's pretty good. What? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty good. What the hell <laughs> is this? Yeah. And then the and then his actual voice comes in and I'm like, uh-uh. And I skip a few and I'm like, this is unlistenable. <laughs> like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. How is this guy popular? Um he's so, not. So years go by. <laughs> yeah, and, well, he's question. popular among Certain groups, certain, gr- yep. certain yeah. subsets. Critically acclaimed. Yes, critically, yeah, he's definitely a critically acclaimed artist. And um, so like years go by and he keeps popping up and I ultimately see a YouTube video of him performing the song Chocolate Jesus on <laughs> Letterman. And you you have to see him <laughs> to really understand the mystique and the vibe and everything that is him. So he comes out on Letterman and the, the song Chocolate Jesus, just whatever you're thinking it could possibly be about, no, it's literal. It is about a literal Jesus made of chocolate uh-huh. and uh-huh. seeing him in his just uh maniac street preacher persona that he puts on on stage. I was like, okay. Yep. All right. Maybe I'm starting to see it. <laughs> um
0: Can we assume that you did not buy mule variations that day? I did not Waterloo buy it Records. that
2: day. Okay. I have it now. Yep. Um, I have lots of Tom Waits now. Um, He's evolved into one of my favorite artists of all time, even though I will say there are large swaths of his background or his catalog that I cannot listen to and just (laughs) and just do not like at all. So even with me, I consider myself a huge fan. Some of his stuff is still an acquired taste. You have to just kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um, so not knowing if Rebecca or Stacy had any sort of uh background with him at all. I just wanted to especially with Rebecca, I wanted to hopefully hear her see hear some of his songs for the first time and just watch the look on her face. But <laughs> mm-hmm. she she took that from me. We'll get her to post a picture. Oh, yeah. We
0: should yeah. we should do that. A reaction um, video. You were talking about you know, running into Rebecca at work, so you got at least a preview. Yeah,
2: I got that. a little bit. I saw her at work, and she just told me she's like, "I've been listening to a little bit of Tom Waits," and I was like, "And?" And she just made a face, like, like bit into a lemon face, <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, and I then can I, see that. And I was like, "Save it, save it, save yeah. it for the podcast." So <laughs> right.
0: we have to tell her that pretty regularly. Save the content, but yeah. um, were you a fan already, Stacey, or no?
1: Um, Are you a fan now? I guess
0: is maybe a question to ask.
1: I, uh, so I came to, like, I kind of came across Tom Waits in high school. I had an older, sophisticated boyfriend who was very into Tom Waits. Mm. And I had not really heard him before. And we listened to a lot of, like, Rain Dogs and some of the loungy kind of stuff. And that's all I've ever really listened to. I love that stuff. That okay. middle, like, middle 70s to middle 80s kind of time period. I love it. It's my jam. I've never listened to anything outside of that, and I know he's a very fraught. He's got a lot of um, iterations that he's been through, uh, and I know that it is a little divisive. Uh, but I've just—I've never picked up any other thing because I found the thing that I liked, and I was just like, okay, I'll—I can listen to other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Not that that was a conscious choice that I made. It's just that I had those two albums. I may have inherited them from this older, sophisticated gentleman. And I just never bought anything else for reasons. I don't yeah. even know why. But So I feel like I am a fan of that specifically, but I don't have especially strong like or dislike feelings about other stuff. I appreciate him as a personality. Like I think he's got a lot of stuff that I'm really all the beady kind of stuff. He's a Jim mushy guy. All that stuff I'm kind of um, drawn to. Um, yeah. I, and I ended up seeing him with Oleg and I, friend of the pod, saw him in, in during his 2008 Glitter and Doom tour. You
2: saw that, yeah, yeah. at Jones Hall. Mm-hmm. I was there too.
1: It was excellent. I, Sweet.
2: I consider it the best concert I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's an amazing showman, like yeah. just an outrageously amazing showman.
2: Yeah, and he's like the opening is he stand, he comes out and he stands on this like milk crate or something. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's going on. And the first thing out of his mouth is, ah! And he stomps. And, like, dust just flies up. And, like, throughout the show, he's just stomping on it. And by the end, he has this old, like, ratty suit that is just covered in the, the dust and his sweat that has turned to mud mm-hmm. that is caked all over him. Yeah, And he's still just screaming and wailing around. And then he'll stop and sing some of his old ballads at the piano. Yeah, And then come right back to screaming uh, like a crazy person in New Orleans uh, during Mardi Gras. Perfect.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good moment for you to bless us with our our first song. Yes.
2: All right. So my song that I picked, this is the one that really hooked me. I think it's the, after hearing, being jarred at the beginning and then going back and hearing some of his loungy stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't know if that's really my my kind of thing, uh, though I've grown to love it, but that this is the song that really hooked me. And I go back to and probably is my favorite uh, Tom Waits song. I think it's a good song to for those who don't or maybe on the fence to the uh, the cookie monster on cocaine phase of Tom Waits. It may uh, it may end up uh, converting them. So it is from his album Real Gone. It is Hoist That Rag. And so I'll be playing the original version. He has come through recently and remastered. Um, all of his songs and re-release stuff. And so they've changed slightly. It's one of the many ways he and Taylor Swift are similar (laughs) that uh, also all this stuff is new, but I'm going with the OG original version of hoist that rag.
1: Amazing. Little chance that you would hear that and be like, who's that sounds familiar? Who is that? Like he just has such an unmistakable voice.
0: Do you know how many like death metal singers (laughs) would kill to have that voice? (laughs) And yet he uses it for jazzy avant-garde nonsense, which is spectacular. (laughs) Yeah, Like I think that's, yeah, you know, like it's interesting that you picked that one because the drums – have so much in common with some of the stuff on mule variations. Like that's one of the things that I've noticed about his later work is how emphatic he is about that particular sound of the arrangements. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that I love about it. So,
2: yeah. And for me is I heard that the, the middle guitar lengthy guitar solo and I was hooked. I was like, okay, (laughs) I'm in, I love that. Um, and so that, you know, got me to be more, um, on board with some of his, his crazier stuff. And it does get significantly more crazy. Um, (laughs) you know, don't know where we're going from here, but there are, there are ones that are just bonkers. There's a particular song on, um, mule variations called "Filipina box spring hog, where the song is about cooking a pig. And uh, it Mm -hmm. is like a a complete crazy person saying it, but like (laughs) like hoist that rag the like there's a lot of interpretations on the song about what he's actually talking about and like a lot of people think it's like uh kind of a protest post bush era war in iraq um like against the jingoism that you know and the false patriotism that people were throwing Mm -hmm. out like the us against them narrative um so there is some there's there is some um some meat to the bone. There is a little bit of message behind a lot of his stuff, even though it is masked in this kind of you know chaotic nature,
3: yeah,
0: definitely um so I think I heard you say that this is the song that won you over to Tom Waits, is that right? yeah,
2: this is the song that I mean the first time I heard it as I was getting more accustomed and acquiring that taste, this was the one where I was like in okay, so you had like.
0: This isn't like you heard that randomly and you're like, oh, who's that person? I No, know I was listen- definitely still okay. seeking
2: it out. Oh, okay, and like gotcha. was intrigued enough to where I was like, Okay, I think I I think I like this, maybe I like this. And this was the check mark. Got it.
1: Nice. Okay. And what was that you had mentioned earlier that there was like there were parts of his sort of catalog that you are less yes
2: yeah, so when you look at attracted to all right what are the most popular Tom Waits songs or like even on like Spotify now they're they tend to be some of the older ones some of the lounge yeah. ones like especially stuff off of Closing Time or Rain Dogs um, things that's like that. me
1: baby that's my and, Uber right there <laughs>
2: and when I when I first heard them I was like ah eh, it's too slow and boring for me but yeah. now um, especially those two albums Closing Time and Rain Dogs I can put on and listen to front to back. Um, I don't think Tom Waits makes very good albums. Uh, I will skip quite a bit of tracks, <laughs> even on the albums that I like. Yeah. But those two you can put on and play front to back yeah. the whole way through. Well, that's
0: convenient because my choice is from Rain Dogs. Hooray. Yeah, I um, I had a similar encounter Um not with Tom Waits, but with Captain Beefheart. So, yeah. like <laughs> oh, yeah. so very similar vibes. Like, yeah. like yeah. so many of my um, weirder discoveries, or like ones that are unexpected. Like I didn't expect to like this. Is a like Rain Dogs is one that I discovered off of um, the Rolling Stone 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. It's been um, a great guide for me. Like I haven't, you know. I have albums outside of that that I've really loved, but that was, like, a way to expose myself to, like, these are albums that, like, critics and other people really like. Let me seek them out to try and give them a go. And I came across Captain Beefheart and Trout Mask Replica first. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, Frownland is the first track of that album, and it is a um, atonal, polyrhythmic, like... <laughs> assault on your hearing Mm -hmm. um i like it now at the time i was not ready yeah (laughs) um but then um i happened across like i had grown to love it by the time i ended up buying rain dogs which i thought was interesting that you said it was more of the loungy because i feel like it's the kind of bridge i feel Mm, like it has some of the the bonkers stuff later on But also, you know, hard of Saturday night or closing time, sort of loungy in places, um, which are kind of sweeter. But I picked um, track two off of Rain Dogs. This is clap hands.
2: Not a bad track on that album.
1: Yeah, a classic.
2: Yeah. I uh,
0: I have no explanation for why that was the one that stood out to me,
2: um, <laughs> other than
0: this is the one that I want to pick. I just knew it and was like, this is it.
2: This is what I'm bringing. It would have fit with your uh, Halloween episode with like creepy sounding songs.
1: Yeah, it is creepy sounding.
2: Though you picked yeah. Werewolf by Mitzvah, which was the perfect choice. Yeah. yeah, of course.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean- I
0: appreciate that you are uh, an avid listener because we haven't discussed fan. that. Long-time uh, fan, first time <laughs> guest. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I should have picked. I mean, Tom Waits would have been a good one for that. We already yeah. had it in the queue, I think. But I struggled. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I struggled with that, so it it works.
1: Yeah, it works. Yeah,
2: um, Rain Dogs is the the transition is underway. Like starting with Swordfish Trombones and then Rain Dogs. He's kind of defining what eventually becomes what I played. the the crazy banging trash cans to make music.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So something I was thinking about, uh, uh, chatter while I get to my music, Um, uh, my favorite vignette from Coffee and Cigarettes is Tom Waits and Iggy Pop. They are Mm -hmm. a delight. Um, Just one of my favorite little bits. I had... um, reason to watch that not too long ago and it was just a delight
2: Tom Waits is generally steals the scenes in any movie yeah. he's in yeah. like and people that may not know his music might have seen him in something in Buster Scruggs or yeah, Mystery Buster Man Struggs. or yeah. any Jim Jarvis movie on the Criterion channel yeah. Um and or even if they don't know like so much of his songs have been covered or or like The Wire if you watch The Wire the way yeah. down in the mm-hmm. whole theme song is him um, Scarlett Johansson has Scarlett an Hansen. entire album of Tom Waits covers. Really? And it is horrible. <laughs> oh, it's so God bless bad. her.
0: God bless her. She's got a good voice. Like yeah. She's done some other stuff like yeah, Pete Yorn. Yeah, like, that Pete Yorn um, album that uh, they did together was pretty good. Yeah, but. the
2: Tom Waits album was just very poorly mixed or something. I don't know. It was very bad. Um, he's
1: like, he's, um, you were saying you can't take your eyes off of him in a scene. He has this very kind of like quiet charisma though. Like mm-hmm. he's not big, loud, charismatic. But yeah. Your eye definitely is drawn to him, I would say. Speaking of movies, perfect segue, guys. Nice. So this song is kind of outside of my um, kind of Tom Waits jam. Um, I had not heard it before, and they it's deployed to great effect in the Jojo Rabbit soundtrack.
3: Mm.
1: Um, so this is from Bone Machine. Um, the song is "I Don't Want to Grow Up." <laughs> Choice, Thank. thank you. Thanks.
2: I had never heard that before.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. But
2: you've heard the Ramones version, I imagine. Maybe so. The Ramones covered this one of the many where a Tom Waits song is more known by the cover. Okay, like the, the Eagles did Old 55, the I uh, would Bruce have avoided Springs, that
0: like the plague. Bruce <laughs> Springsteen
2: did Jersey Girl. Um, mm. so there's a lot of mm-hmm. more popular Tom Waits songs that other people have covered. covered.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that the Ramones would have covered it like I can hear what yeah. that would have sounded yeah. like in my head Um but yeah I mean that and like showing the range that that was a folk song mm-hmm. in arrangement and structure
1: with how dare you make me like a folk song you don't like folk songs I mean I don't really like I don't know it depends on I guess how you call things it depends we'll have to get into it sometime
2: okay what is folk
1: yeah What is, what is it
2: music by people
0: by folks by folks <laughs> or folks
1: (laughs) let it yeah let us know what you think anyway folks
0: um yeah that was really good thanks what year did that come out
1: 90s yeah early early 90s
0: you you were so upset that you couldn't find your notes earlier
1: i had no i had none (laughs) yes i had none okay
0: that's why you couldn't find them
1: well i had a space for them but it was just placeholder x's i hadn't done any research from long times past. That's okay. We've delayed this episode recording for a while, so I didn't do any no research notes.
0: really this time either, other than to look up a drink and to find out that he was sober. So,
1: mm, that's good facts to know. Fun yeah. facts. Well, that's
2: why I pitched Some a topic where I wouldn't have to do research. Okay, it's one that I know a lot. one I know a lot about. It's all
1: up here, baby. Yeah.
0: Nice. Um, did you have any second choices?
2: I thought about doing big in Japan, just because it was the the first one that I encountered. Yep. Um another one on real gone that I really love is Make It Rain. Um and then of course Filipina Box Spring hogs. I thought about mm. let's just go to the straight up craziest most divisive one I could find. Mm.
0: And that was that was one of my thoughts. I was going to do What's He Building? Yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> I um I would have loved it. Which, Everyone would have turned the podcast yeah. off. I would have <laughs> th- loved I think, it. I think that would have that would have killed it like you said. Um Do you know what what the significance no. of that one is? It's a Spoken word it's, interlude. Yeah, it's spoken uh. word.
0: It's only percussion and like the like nightmare machine noises that they use mm. for like horror movies, kind of. And he's just on the mic, like eating the mic, going, "What's he building in there?" And then it's like a Sounds spoken great. word poem.
2: It's awesome. It's really entertaining one time, but then you don't want to go <laughs> back. Oh himself. no! I, I you, will you put that, that on repeat. Oh no! It's and I mean, what I, Andrew I falls asleep to. Song, <laughs> like individual. Andrew
1: falls on, asleep on to it. Repeat. Um,
0: but yeah, I would watch a movie based on it, Yeah, just playing in the background and watching the scenes unfold of people trying to like rear window, figure out what's he building in there. Um, Uh,
1: my, my alternate pick was, um, yesterday's here, but I put that on like every mixtape that I have ever made. So Mm. trying to get out of my comfort zone.
0: I love it. This was fun. We'll have to figure out what rebecca's pick was going to be and add it to the playlist yes which you can find i put it in the show notes now. so if you are looking for some tom Waits songs um we could probably add a few others to the playlist since it always ends up on your playlists so we can right. add that and and a few others to get a full range of what tom waits has to offer so that will be exciting so brilliant Thank you for joining us,
2: Jim. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to spread the gospel of Tom Waits. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah, thank you for the suggestion. I don't think we would have gotten here probably otherwise. No, no one's brain goes there
2: normally. (laughs) We're trying to make a successful music podcast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of. We
1: love you, Tom Waits.
0: We might be taking a little bit of a break for a while. We are
1: trying to figure out
0: scheduling.
1: Scheduling is tough been People. hard
0: i have a real job now and so and it's holiday
1: like, times they're starting work
0: it's holiday times so it may be a couple of weeks it may be a few months before we're back so we will give you a heads up on our social media utbc.podcast on instagram or you can just check back to our website used to be coolpodcast.com. um otherwise you should already be subscribed be and subscribed. then when we're back it'll, pop it'll up, automatically baby. come back into your feed and you can pee a little bit from excitement
1: oh okay
0: <laughs> that that didn't, that didn't land as well as maybe i thought it would but it's no okay. it's
1: fine everyone we're fine that's not why we're taking a break because andrew's jokes aren't like really incontinence it's, yeah it's fine
0: um <laughs> anyway uh we will catch you when we catch you and yeah talk to you soon
1: yeah bye, bye.
2: Awesome. I'm hoping I kill the podcast.
1: Oh. It's going to be so
2: bad that you Ooh. guys are going to give up after this. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're going nullo
1: oh. on the
2: podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Interesting. I can't wait.
2: Then Rebecca's <laughs> just going to see me in the hallway at work and just shake her head. And that's our post